The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Heavenly Father, the all-powerful God, the all-knowing God, the God that never dies, the immortal God, the invisible God, the all-powerful God. Here, O Lord, you have been our Ebenezer. You have fed us. You have clothed us. You have delivered us from shame. To you alone be all glory. To you alone be all honor. To you alone be all adoration. The time has come, Lord, for your children to be fed. Anything, Lord, that you have not prepared for them to be fed with, let them not come out of my mouth. Let the word, Lord, that will be coming forth this morning bring healing. Let it bring deliverance. Above all, let it bring salvation. To the glory of your name alone. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please, I want to crave your indulgence. Do me a very, very special favor. Join me to celebrate one of the best choirs I've ever seen. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate the instrumentalist. Amen. You are awesome. You are good. You are good. Your best is here to come. As you sing, as you take people to the true room of heaven, those voices will not be attacked by the enemy. You will not suffer any vocal failure. Cancer of the truth will be far from you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I like to celebrate the set man and the set woman of the house. My dear brother, friend, in-law, amen, Pastor Israel, and our beautiful mommy, Mama Choice Obechi. Please, let's celebrate them. I also like to celebrate all the workers and ministers in this house for doing an excellent job, yeah? Amen? Can I tell you a secret? You have a beautiful church. Amen? I told our mommy earlier on, I said, by the special grace of God, when we move to our new place, she will come and do the decoration for us. You know, at times, on a serious note, you may not value what you have. 
even you yourself, you may not even value the talents that God has deposited in you. Mama, you are highly gifted. Please join me to celebrate her. Before you take your seats, do me a very special favor again. I'll be asking for so many favors today. Choir, I have praised you, right? I have commended you. I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why I did that. I am the worst singer on it. If I raise up a song, please, you back me off. Don't let me down. Amen? You are going to do me a special favor. I just want you to go to several people. Say congratulations. Say congratulations. Amen. Please, while you are doing that, if the person that is congratulating you is not radiating happiness, look for another person. Amen. Let's jump those hands to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You may be seated in his presence. God bless you. I bring you greetings from Chapel of Glory Ages and Ontario Zone 4. I have with me here two of my ministers. God will bless them. Wherever I go, they go with me. Amen. Please join me to celebrate Brother Lawrence Okonkwo and Brother Odion Ene. God bless you. Amen. The theme for this month for this great church of God is a supernatural shift. Amen? Amen. I want to uh, join my faith to the faith of my brother, Pastor Israel, and Pastor Joyce, to um, believe that by the special grace of God Almighty, there shall be supernatural shift in the life of somebody this month. Please, when the words of prophecy comes, please grab it. I want to look at it from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6. It says, the Lord our God spake, I'm reading from KJV, spake unto us in Horeb, saying, ye have dwelt long enough, in this mount, the Lord our God reminded somebody that he's been there for too long. I went online to look for the meaning of supernatural. You know, there are times we use words and we assume that we know the meaning. I'll give you an example. We might know the effect, but we may not really have a deep understanding of what it means. If I ask you now, what is go, G-O? 
Some people will say general vassier. <laughs> That's not what I mean. What is go? Can I have one or two persons? What is go? Somebody said. Somebody said move. Amen. What is move? So we can keep going on and on. Don't take anything for granted. It says my people perish for lack of. Supernatural means a manifestation or event that's attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding and the laws of nature. In the life of somebody today, there's going to be a manifestation of something that would defy every human knowledge and understanding. Then also look for the meaning of shift. And the online dictionary defines shift as move or cause to move from one place to another, especially over a small distance. Therefore, if we combine the meanings of the two words, supernatural and shift, we will have a manifestation or event that is attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature to move or to cause to move from one place to another, especially over a small distance. The Bible is replete of so many examples of uh, people that experience supernatural shifts. Number one, Sarah and Abraham. By the nature of their age, by the nature of the circumstances surrounding what is going on within her, it was practically, humanly speaking, for Sarah to have a child. Do I have a witness in the house? But when God is involved, every natural law is suspended. When God is involved in your situation, every natural law is what? Law of gravity. Says whatever goes up, but when God has promoted you, when God has elevated you, the law of gravity will be suspended for your sake. Zachariah and Elizabeth. I want to be very practical. I want to be very practical. Because there are times we get too theoretical. Even with the things of God. And we begin to want to argue. And look at things what? Logically. Zachariah was an old man. And the angel of God came to him, said, listen, you have found favor in the sight of God. There is going to be a supernatural shift in your family. Your wife is no longer going to be called a barren woman. And the man said, what are you talking about? You see, the, the, the thing about us even as Christians, 
We pray over certain things. But when God tells us that it is done, it is over. But because we have learned to doubt, when God says that situation has changed, you will not believe the voice that you are hearing. You remember when James was killed? James was killed. And now they got Peter. They were also going to kill Peter. But they threw him in jail. They said after the Passover, we will do to Peter what we did to what? To James. But they, they didn't realize that they were touching the wrong fellow. People gathered and they were praying, interceding for Peter to be released. What happened? When Peter was released from jail, Peter went to the house where people were interceding. Who remembers what happened? The first lady that came to open the door, when she saw Peter, what did she do? But were you not praying for Peter to be released? That is the situation with many of us. That issue you thought you have, I use the word carefully, that issue is already in the past. In the eyes of God, the issue has been what? Dead to it. But you are still holding on to it. You have been delivered. It says, who the son of man shall set free. They were praying. Father, release Peter. Release Peter. Kabashi. Peter has been released. And you saw Peter. And you ran away. Could it be his ghost? Were you praying for his ghost? In this church, no woman shall be barren. In the mighty name of Jesus. Another example, David and Goliath. In the life of the Israelites, in the life of David, Goliath represented a couple of things. Number one, fear. Say fear. fear. The mere size of Goliath was enough to drive fear into David. Goliath represented intimidation. Goliath represented harassment. Goliath represented disrespect. And Goliath represented bullying in the lives of David and all the children of Israel. There's somebody here this morning. There are certain things that represent Goliath in your life. It could be sickness. It could be financial struggle. Anytime you think of it, that you have this issue, you become what? Afraid. By the special grace of God this morning, there is going to be a supernatural shift. By the sheer size of Goliath, and all the worrying experiences of the Goliath. David did not stand any chance of even inflicting injury on Goliath. Not to talk of killing Goliath. Do you know David did not only kill Goliath? He cut off his head. Whatever has been standing against you and your destiny, rest your feet. Rest your feet. Anything that has hitherto been standing against you and your destiny, the head has been cut off this morning. 
I said there is a supernatural shift. That thing that has been intimidating you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the intimidator has become intimidated. I said the hunter of your life has become the hunted. You may be seated. He was incapable of inflicting injury on Goliath. Not to talk of what? Killing. But when there is a supernatural shift in power, I say power will change hands. The little David was no longer little. He became bigger than Goliath. You will rise above your problems. I said there will be a supernatural shift. You will rise above your problems. There are some people whose businesses or careers are struggling. You have tried everything humanly possible. They are still struggling. I say you will have a testimony. Let me hear a better amen. You know, there are certain things in our lives that we cannot discuss with our friends. That we cannot even discuss with our so-called close friends. And yet we say they are close. They are things of shame. They are things that you are not proud of. And those things have hindered you from attaining your full potential. Before the ending of this, your fasting program, I said there will be a supernatural shift. What you were ashamed to discuss with your close friends, you will no longer be ashamed to testify of it publicly. You know, many testimonies that people have experienced were things they were struggling with. Am I right? And they don't share it. But when the Lord has done it, nobody even encourages them to testify. They will be the one that will be saying, Come and see you. Thank you. Come and see you. Come and see what that. Is that your testimony? This will rest your feet. Come on. Listen, it's a prophecy. As we are singing it, some people are saying, this pastor doesn't know what I'm going through. I don't need to know what you are going through. There is somebody better than me. There is somebody better than all of us combined together that knows what it is. And that person is saying this morning there is a supernatural shift. Come and take it with me again. Come and see you. Come and see.
the Lord a big round of applause as you take your seat. There are some fears. You do everything. They don't seem to be going away. You know, there are some people because of what we call generational pattern. I thank God that God is God. When people were talking about generational cause, a lot of people, there's nothing like generational cause. Do you know today, by the special grace of God, even with psychology books, they have what they call generational pattern? Did you know that? And what does that mean? You look at the pattern, what is happening in families, families with premature deaths, family with failures, family with is in psychology books. They have now traced it up to the third generation. Statement of facts. Anything that represents evil generational pattern in your family, this morning from the altar of the living God, there shall be a supernatural shift. I used to have somebody. Or let me say I know somebody. Once the lights are off, she cannot sleep. The husband brought her that we have a challenge. So what is the challenge? So once the lights are off, my wife cannot sleep. I said, I thought people sleep better. <laughs> I said, there are challenges in this world. But my wife cannot sleep. By the special grace of God, I started doing spiritual mapping, asking questions. And by the grace of God, we traced it to what was happening in the family. Before they get to the age of 35, they are gone. And she was approaching 35. So she became what? Paranoid. That if she closes her eyes, she may not wake. I told you earlier on, there are things people are going through that they cannot share with. How do you share that with your friends? That I'm afraid I'm going to die when I'm 35. Some friends will run away. Are you with me? But in our case... The Lord moved. Amen. There was what? Supernatural shifts. The woman is 40-something years old today Amen. and still going strong. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Number four. Moses and the children of Israel on Mount Horeb. You know, there are times we ask, or in most cases, we always ask for supernatural shifts when we think that things are rough. True? Am I right? But do you know that we also need supernatural shift even when we think that things are comfortable? You know, there are some people, they become very comfortable with poverty without knowing that they are poor. Oh, you don't believe it? You say, what can I do? There are things you can do. 
There are things that you may not be able to do, but there are things you need to know that will teach you what to do. You need to know God. Some people become even comfortable with their sickness. Amen? This was the case on the Mount Horeb. The children of Israel, they've left Egypt. They've gone through, they were not in the wilderness. Agreed? As soon as they got there, they became what? Comfortable. Even with the suffering in the wilderness. It has to take the grace of God to remind them. In Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6. That listen, you have stayed on this mount for too long. It is time for you to what? Move. If you cannot see, I am not comfortable with your situation here. Some years ago, when we were still in Nigeria, I called my wife. I said, let's start making plans to relocate. I've always known that her dream has always been to live abroad, but I didn't want to. But I've been praying, and I keep hearing it's time to what? To, to move. But it didn't make sense to me. I was living my life to the fullest. Fantastic job. Business is doing well. We, I was one of those you could call the, one of the big boys. You worry. Then how can you move in very, very good position? But before I came up with the suggestion, my wife said, Amen. <laughs> By the special grace of God, I was privileged to have attended one of the best schools, best schools in what we used to call Bender. It was established by the Canadian government. Funded, fully funded. All our teachers were either Canadians or Canada trained teachers. And once you graduate, you are given the option to come to Canada. Only very few people took advantage of that. Who wanted to leave Nigeria? Nigeria was sweet. Do I have a witness in the house? And Nigeria is going to be sweet again. So, we put in our application for the, the Canadian immigration uh, to migrate down here. I know when you are doing things like that, you are doing it secretly. Because you are still walking. So that you won't be caught. In any case. The team moved so fast. We were supposed to go for an interview in June. But in June, I was supposed to travel to Greece for a course. So I told my wife, let's go. January. We got to the gates in Ghana. The gate man looked at the letter. He said, no, your interview is in June. I said, I'm aware. He said, uh, but you can't come. And I said, no, I have to. I'm already, I came all the way from Nigeria. Is there anybody I can speak to? I was speaking with the audacity of a believer. You know, 
Don't be intimidated by circumstances. He went in, called out somebody. A white guy came out, said, is your, is, uh, your interview today? I said, no, but I want the interview today. The white man looked at the gate man, looked at me. When he looked at me again, I said, yes. He said, okay, come in. They put me one open area with some other people. I was happy. Next thing I saw, one pregnant woman coming, white woman. Her face was. And she said to me, I understand you came for an interview today, and you are not supposed to have an interview. I said, that's correct, ma'am. I said, but we can't do that. I said, no, you'll do it. The woman looked at me. He said, okay. Here's what is going to happen. We are expecting four families to be interviewed today. If one of them fails to come, we will interview you. Say, go now for your lunch. Come back by two o'clock. And I had a challenge. You want to know the challenge? Should I not be praying that somebody else should not come? <laughs> In any case, I just said to God, thank you for what you have done so far. I know, I love that prayer point that somebody raised this morning. How many of you know that God is not a God of abandoned projects? He doesn't abandon. Once he starts the thing, he told Zerubbabel in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 9. He says, your hands have started the building of the temple. He says, your hands will complete them. Amen. He will not abandon you. I couldn't have come all the way from Nigeria to come for this interview and not be interviewed. It's not possible. But should I pray now that somebody will not come? I said, no. Father, let your will. We left it at that. Came back by 2 o'clock. The woman came to me. He said, only one family has shown up today. So we are going to interview you. Took us a question. Lasted less than two minutes. I almost failed. Let me tell you, we almost failed. Amen. Be careful. The woman set a trap. She had one chair which she sits on and another chair for who to be interviewed. And I went with my wife. Soon as we got in, I grabbed the chair and I sat. The woman looked at me. Do you really want to go to Canada? I said, I'll give you the chair to my wife. I sat on the chair. I said, I said yes, I want to go. He said, we don't do that in Canada. I said, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Am I still uh, on for the interview? She said, yeah, one more mistake, you yeah. are. I looked at my wife. Don't come and give me bad luck. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Where am I going to with this story? I was extremely, extremely comfortable where I was. The housing estate we were living, we had Olympic sized swimming pool, lawn tennis court, everything. My children never knew Nepal. We had our own rusting gas turbine. Left, we're leaving it in abundance. But there was that something in me that kept saying, It is time to move. When I moved, some of my family members were not too happy with my wife. You know, when the man is successful, he's the man. When things go wrong, he's the wife. May God deliver us. 
They said it's the wife that convinced him to relocate. What do they want in life? They said all manner of things. Listen to where I'm going to with this story. After some years, we started hearing stories about Nigeria. Exchange rates started changing. Things started going down. One of my brothers that accused my wife then, when I visited Nigeria, she said, he said, you are a prophet. I said, no, I'm not a prophet. It's my wife. <laughs> Don't be too comfortable with where you are. Amen? Amen? I have known of some people. Canada, you know, like you and I know, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. But there are giants. Do you agree with me? Listen to this now. From where we got the visa in January, we didn't come till December. Why was there that delay? We we're seeking the face of God. Could this actually be you? And see how, I don't want to use the word enemy, how things work. After I got the visa, I got promotion. Has anybody been so embarrassed with blessings? So, I said to my wife, are you sure this is of God? We held our visa from January. We didn't come till 5th of December. We were waiting. Confusion. The book of Proverbs says, Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. It says, the gift of God maketh rich. And has no sorrow. Once God has given you a gift, whatever looks like is not too clean, hold on to that, his promise. His gift will never give you sorrow. One young man in our church then was a member of our prayer team, came to me, said, Daddy, I see you and your family. He doesn't even speak good English. When I go overseas, you suffer well, well, low, but you can't come back, bring plenty caterpillar, bring plenty trailer. You can't employ plenty people. Hmm. And I never told anybody what we were doing. Say, Father, I thank you for your confirmation of your word. That is when we now decided to come. When we came, we saw Pepe. Amen? Amen? I told you earlier on, Canada is a land flowing with what? Make and... But there are what? If you come here, you've not met the giants, you have not started. It's not a negative prophecy. So as to prepare your mind, there will be challenges. You had drivers, you had chef, you had... You are not coming here. You have never washed dishes in your life. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? Yeah. I'm here to encourage somebody. He said, don't weep me endure for a night. He said, but joy shall come in the morning. Listen. We came. If we go to, my wife was a senior lecturer at the College of Education, Worry. We'll go to McDonald's. She'll be feeling their form. 
She wanted to even walk in my... That was how low we went. I was looking for... I was controlling over 1,200 workers back home. And I came, I was even looking for a factory job. <laughs> they would look at my qualification, they say, no, we can't hire this one. We saw Pepe. I don't know who is going through Pepe this morning. Your time of rejoicing is here. Amen. Because there is going to be a supernatural shift. One day, I used to live in Scarborough. I was working in a factory on um, Highway 50. What were we doing? <laughs> we were, um, it was cats and dog food factory. You put the box here. You'll be putting the... Once you fill up the box, you push it. One day, I was there on the line, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., right? I fell asleep. <laughs> my hands were moving, but nothing was going with my hands. <laughs> Have you seen Pepe in the land of Canada? <laughs> One day, I was coming back on Highway 401. I fell asleep in traffic. By the time people were not knocking on my side, uh, what do you call it, the window, there was a huge gap between my car and the cars in front. I thought I was going back. <laughs> that night, I said to God, I said, enough. No. I know I was told I would see Pepe. <laughs> but this Pepe is more than ordinary Pepe. Help me. And I cried. <laughs> Two days later, I received a phone call. That changed my life completely. Amen. I received a phone call from Switzerland. And somebody that I did a favor for, an Italian, so many years ago. Is that Victor? I said, yes. said, I have an interesting proposal for you. Say, what is that? Say, you are going back to Nigeria. I ran away from Nigeria. You are taking, he said, no, but this time you are going as an expatriate. Am I encouraging somebody here this morning? Listen, the scripture says, the end of a matter is better than the beginning. It doesn't matter how many giants you have encountered in this land. This morning, there shall be a supernatural shift. Say somebody will call you from Montreal. Anywhere I go, I share this testimony to encourage somebody. And Victor, there is no way you can resist the offer. I said, okay. Person actually called, less than five, ten minutes. By the time they started reading out the offers. <laughs> Without waiting for my wife, <laughs> I have decided that I have stayed on this mountain. I must move. The offers were irresistible. You will go, you are going to set up a plant. And by the grace of God, it's one of the best glass factories in, in Africa. I'm not exaggerating. Sinaba, go and Google it. Glass Force. I set it up. I did not only set it up, I became the, the DGM. Did everything 
to the glory of God. For almost two and a half years, I was living in five-star hotel. I didn't spend a dime from my pockets. Meanwhile, my, my salary was being paid here in hard currency. Just as that young man predicted, I went with caterpillars, I went with trailers, I went with everything. The story of my life changed. I don't know who is here this morning. The Lord is saying, don't give up. He said, your time of rejoicing has come. He says in the book of Psalm 102 verse 30, he said, the sad time to favor Zion is now. There shall be a supernatural shift. I said, there's a supernatural shift. There's a supernatural shift. You may be seated. What do I do in order to enjoy this supernatural shift? Sometimes you don't have to do anything. The seed that you have sown in the past, your labor of love for God in the past. Remember, the scripture says, and God remembered. Those seeds will bring it to remembrance your set time. Amen. Can I hear a better amen? amen? When the children of Israel were comfortable in Mount Horeb, did they do anything? Was it not God that even reminded Moses that you have been here for too long? Was it not God? I say God will remind you in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, number one, learn to pray. I thank God for this church. You declare 21 days of fasting. Please, when the said man of God declares a special program, take their words very seriously. Many of the things that your pastor is doing, is not doing it to make you feel good. You think the pastor doesn't want to eat? No, I'm being honest. You think the pastor doesn't want to take his tea or coffee? They want you. But some of, most of the things that pastors declare in church, they are actually for the members of the church. Pastor Israel, to the glory of God, is a very comfortable man. Amen? So when they declare fast like this, know that it is God that has spoken to him. Like God spoke to Moses. Take it what? Seriously. What is prayer? By very simple definition. Prayer is communication with God. For example, and I experienced supernatural shift from being barren to mother of children. What was she doing? Every year she would go to Shiloh. And to do what? To play? But to pray. She was doing it persistently and what? Consistently. And one day, God wiped away her tears. Sometimes when you pray, ask God for direction. Ask God for direction. If you go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 8, when David got home one day, 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 8, his family was more or less destroyed. The entire village destroyed. But David, according to 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6, encouraged himself in the Lord. And he sought direction from God. He said, should I pursue? There are times God is telling us what to do. 
may, but because we have already set our mind on the way we want the thing to be done, we'll be ignoring what God is asking us to do. It's like your GPS. Turn right, turn, you say, what is this GPS talking about? That is exactly how some of us treat God. Learn to pray. I say, learn to pray. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. You remember when somebody came to Jesus to say, oh, my child or my servant is having so and so problem. I have taken this person to your disciple, but they could not help. What did Jesus say? He said, this type cannot go except through what? Fasting and prayer. You must learn to fast and pray. Number two, trust and obey. Tell somebody, trust and obey. According to Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, it says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat what? Who wants to eat the good of the land of Canada? Trust and obey. 21 days of fasting has been declared. Please, just what? Obey. Key to it. Write out your prayer point like your man, the, 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 the man of God has directed Believe. He said, believe in your prophets. Believe in him. Believe in him. Numbers 23, 19. God said, the Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? God is saying this morning, rest of it, that there shall be supernatural shifts. Yeah. I say, he's saying this morning again, there shall be supernatural shifts. Yeah. There shall be supernatural shift. Yeah. God asked Saul, go to the Amalekites, destroy them. Everything destroy, kill, destroy. But Saul, God, uh, he decided to use his discretionary power. Are you with me? He started picking certain things to take. Not for himself. He said he was going to give it to God. Is that not what he did? But did God tell him I needed those things? He needed to have just simply what? Obeyed the instruction. Are you here this morning? God has been directing you towards a particular direction. But you have been ignoring him. This morning that has to change. I say that has to change. In conclusion, please take notes. The process of obtaining honey is not honey. Amen? The road to greatness may not be great, but you will attain that greatness. If there's anybody here this morning thinking that all hopes are lost, I'm here to encourage you. Your best is here to come. I say there shall be supernatural shift. Say with me this morning, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by your special grace, please forgive me all my sins and trespasses. Anything that will prevent me from experiencing your supernatural shift. By your grace, have mercy upon me. Can somebody pray this morning?
Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca The word works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives. Establishing His kingdom.